Emily has just texted me. She asks, how is it that the girls never thought to have you sit out a color war? Did Honest... it just never occur to them? Oh my god. Honestly, for, for this one, it would have been so perfect. They would have had it in the bag if they'd made you sit out in the sleeping bag. Right? Yeah. Who was... That was Michelle? Bad call, uh, yeah. Michelle. Why Cameron? He's a cowboy. They sleep on their hats. They don't... They don't know anything about gear. Mm-hmm. Right? But at this point, they know that you're at least a well-merit-badged Boy Scout. Right. I don't think I've told... I may have let slip that I'm an Eagle Scout by this point. I'm not really sure anymore. But either, either way... Yeah. Welcome to a Halting Podcast. I'm Mark Brilly. And I'm Chuck Lines. And we're back with episode six of Summer Camp, entitled, It's Because I'm the Fat Kid on the Team. Oh. Well, wait, wait, it's wait. Secret. I just heard that phrase so much that I thought it was the title. <laughs> What's the title? Uh, Who even secret knows? Pact. Secret, secret Pact. Secret Pact. I wish it was about secret brownies. We're coming into the home stretch now, Mark. Just two episodes left after this one, so uh, things are starting to heat up. You clearly don't share my enthusiasm for brownies. <laughs> okay, man. So Melinda comes back, and Lauren and Brooke, more or less in true spirits at first, give her hugs and comfort her and whatever. But then, is it the next morning? Well, at some point in here, yeah. Melinda comes clean and lets the girls know that she bad-mouthed them about how they said that she was the fat kid on the team. Which, which, as we discussed last time, one, probably, or pretty much definitely, isn't what saved her. Her general instability seems to be more that factor. Right. And perhaps some of her clumsiness. Right, right, right. Still. And also just making the girls out to be bad people, even though they're on opposite teams, just making them out to be bad or mean or whatever, is it's just bad form. But she goes on and says, you know, let me eat alone at breakfast, don't come up to me, whatever, thinking that, I mean, it's so weird because she's like, guys, you have to pretend to be pissed off at me and whatever. And it's like, no trouble doing that because they actually are pissed, pissed off, off at right. her. Like, like she's like, we need them to think that this is a problem. Guess what? It's a problem. I'm pretty sure that's that's not the next morning. That that's in fact the same night that she's she's just come back from banishment and to come clean about her lies. <laughs> okay, I, I mean, I'm betting you're right. I just I, I thought it was so hilarious that. She yeah. was on the other side of the world about about the temperature in the room. Yeah. So then at breakfast, you go to sit with her because she's sitting alone. Well, yeah. If somebody's sitting alone, I'm the kind of person that's going to go be like, what's up? Unless it's Chris, because he <laughs> will actively be nasty to you until you leave him alone. Yeah. Uh, can I jump in real quick? There was a thing in last week's episode... I, uh, I've been reading a blog, um, that, uh, is recapping the show each week as well. And, What's the blog called? uh, you know what? I cannot think of the name offhand. Let me look it up and I'll get back to you. Okay. Um, but this, this, in this blog, the blogger writes that he's concerned since, uh, as soon as Moses was elected camp counselor in the last episode, Chris and I were already having discussions about who would be. Um, who would be banished. And he was concerned because I had campaigned for camp counselor. Ugh. And their concern came up because if I had been camp counselor, would I still have been making guesses as to who would have been eliminated, who I would eliminate? Um, so he... Possibly. I mean... I, I mean, this, like basically, we, basically, this blogger was... was, was Concerned that I was jumping the gun and making uh, a rash judgment. But I want to make clear that Chris came up to me and I struck up a conversation and he asked me who I thought Moses would eliminate. That's so right. we talked about it. You know, I mean, I'm not going to not going to lie to the guy. He's on my team. Um, right. 
and I was only using the information that had come come to light so far. And uh, I told him, I think either Chris or or possibly Mikey or I would mm-hmm. probably be most likely to be banished by Moses. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't feel like I have to defend myself, but I, I noticed that, so I, I wondered if perhaps some other people may have misunderstood what was going on there as well. Yeah, I mean, a big thing to realize about conversations, arguments, whatever, is who starts first. Right, exactly. I mean, I'm not... I uh, I feel like at that point I was making a conscious effort to include Chris and mm-hmm. uh, have an honest discussion with him in the hopes that he would come clean about some of the stuff he'd been doing that was yep. not so honest. It didn't really work out, at least not yet, but it, it kind of wound up making it look like I was, you know, plotting behind Moses's back or or that I was out to make snap judgments at the beginning of an episode. And that's not really what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. So Moses says he wants to vote for Cameron again in an interview. He says he's fine with him and Cam going back and forth as the counselors because he thinks they're the two that'll keep the team steady. Who's left now? It's you, Cameron, Moses, Chris and Mikey B, right? And Kyle. And Kyle. Kyle. So I guess Moses is, you know, again, his paranoia. He just wants to keep things completely stable. But again, as we see, as we saw in the last episode, and as we see in this coming episode, I guess he just doesn't equate your immense usefulness in challenges with strong leadership and good decision making right i mean you've got to keep in mind all of my decisions thus far have been based on what the the camp as a the the guys camp as a whole wants i i am very democratic in in the sense in that sense yes Um, but that makes you so suspicious apparently it does I, I'm I'm just being as genuine and democratic as possible, and trying to make sure that everyone is getting getting their their voice heard. But uh, it's yeah, I I guess apparently that makes people suspicious of me. I I have no idea why. You're too much of a good guy. I guess. I mean, I'm smart, and so I guess people could read that I'm trying to. I I don't even know. Well, and also, I mean, we've talked about this before, that the, the the incident in the lodge and your acting profession. Yeah. Well, the incident with Mikey, you mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah that yeah. could have been. That was probably yeah. a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so moving on. Um, I found the name of the blog. Okay, go ahead. It's thetalkingbox.com, thetalkingbox.com, and the blogger's name is Amy K. I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Bredemeyer, and she's got a blog up, uh, one for each episode, except for two that she lumped together. So She sounds horrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so check that out, The Talking Box, and then search for Summer Camp. Nice. When you guys are discussing who who's going to be counselor next, Lauren is hanging out with you guys, um, which, which makes me wonder... Where do the girls think she is when she's sitting in on this fairly private conversation? But I guess what kind of masks over that is her developing relationship with Cameron. I guess. It just seems like, wow, she's really right there. And it it wasn't clear whether she snuck away from the girls or not. Or like, where, where would they think she was? But anyway. She did a few times. I mean, she liked hanging out with us. More. And she was mm. pretty upfront about that right from the get-go. Um, she's not the kind of person that hangs out with other girls. And at this point, she's having fewer and fewer reasons to hang out with the girls that are remaining. Uh, true. Although although, I would think for you, if it, if it were you in that case, I think that would be an encouragement. Like the fact that you have few reasons to hang out with them would encourage you to hang out with them this sure. in the game. <laughs> of course it would, but um, you're not. You, 
Yeah, exactly. You can understand that she wants to do, she wants to have a good time and she wants to hang out with the guys that she enjoys hanging out with. Yeah. In particular, yeah, yeah. Cameron. Yep. I'm getting the impression at this point that Moses wants Cameron to be camp counselor because he he and Cameron hit it off right from the beginning. Yeah. yeah. And despite the whole core four thing that was going on early on, now it's really Cameron and Moses. Yeah. Um, Moses wants Cameron to be the camp counselor because he's got him in his pocket. And I'm not about to disagree because I've seen what kind of backlash that can have. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Especially at this point in the game, if I hadn't come through in this particular challenge, the backlash from disagreeing over Cameron's being camp counselor could have really burned me. Yeah. So I, I have to play it smart and... As far as I can remember, I think this is going to be the end of my campaigning for Camp Counselor. Mm. I just have to play it safe and smart. Yeah. I mean, it seems to be what Mikey B is doing as well. In a side interview with him, he said he's fine to assimilate into the Moses-Cameron alliance because that seems to be the strongest, if not only, real extra thing that's going on here. And and you, you know, basically take down your spears or whatever analogy I'm trying to use and say to Moses and Cameron that you have, uh, that they have your support. Right. So, good. Wise move, I guess. Although, annoying that it had to come to that. Exactly. I mean, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of people online suggesting that I should be camp counselor, and I, I really appreciate it, guys. Um, you know, I, it's a vote of confidence that I, I appreciate, but it's, uh, I'm I'm not I'm not about to stand up for myself in this regard during the during the show and make enemies that could yeah. eventually get rid of me. Yep. So So thank you, but it'll have to wait. Chris is still faking a limp. Uh, uh. especially for the girls, like for the guys he's like I don't care what they think, but he wants the girls to think that he's weak. See now uh, that doesn't make any sense. No, no, you got to <laughs> what uh, because one of the guys could easily tell the girls, oh, Chris is faking. Right. I mean, or, all, I mean, truthfully, you want to come clean to the girls. No, I'm faking the limp. This is for you guys. Right. You know? I, yes. I, really, I... Oh, God, Chris. <laughs> well, it, it's two ways. Either, uh, I mean, I think he wants them to think both he's incompetent and weak and hurt, and he will throw things for them right but man it just he's not i know ah i know he could have done so much better as a mastermind had he been a mastermind yeah okay you and everyone else go out to the lake to hang out um there are some things at the lake that you missed oh um that all viewers missed Oh. Uh, but I would like to bring that up when we get to eliminations later. Okay. So remind me and we'll come back to it. Will do. So the counselors are announced and it's Michelle and Cameron, which is just about what we expected from previous talks. Then Michelle and Lauren have a chat and they are not having a good time with Melinda as expected. I think they're rightly upset too. I mean, I I agree completely. I think I think in the last, at the end of the last one, I I'm not sure if it was you that asked. Well, why are they so upset? I did ask that because I saw scenes from next time and was wondering yeah. what bus she threw them under. Right, but once you see it, yeah, she really she really did make them look like terrible people. I guess so. And... I just that wouldn't matter to me because right, right. I mean. Really what she should have done is she should have talked to the girls and explained her plan in advance or or colluded with them to set up this ruse to fool the guys into thinking that they were picking on her. And then they wouldn't have been blindsided when she came back and said, hey, I lied to the guys and told them all that you were terrible people. I guess so, especially since it seemed like she had a plan before she went over that would have been possible. Right. Yeah. You would think. I I really don't know. Maybe the girls wouldn't have gone for it, but at least then it would have been out in the open. Right. And not have seemed like a stab in the back. Mm. 
So I, I understand why the girls are upset. Oh, completely. So we get to the social, which is a talent show. Cameron gets to pick three of five of his guys, and that is Kyle, Chris, and Moses. Moses, of course, is his bro. Kyle, because I guess they're on good terms. And Chris, because uh, Cam wants Chris to feel more included, as you had encouraged everyone mm -hmm. to do. Right. Leaving out Mikey B, which I can understand because I assume he has no actual talent. But also leaving out you, and maybe you never talked about it, but I know you can put on one hell of a magic show. I can, and they've they've shown a little bit. They, uh, I think in my intro, way mm. back in the first episode, I made a card appear. Yeah. Um, but oh, that's right. For I the most part, tried to learn that once. Oh yeah, I remember that. There have been there have been a couple of times that I've done magic tricks for for the other campers, and you know just downtime entertainment. Yeah. Um, and I was really bummed not to get a chance to do magic in the talent show. I think that would have gone gone over well. I think it would have been a lot of fun. I mean, that is what you would have done, right? Yeah, absolutely. I there's the, I would have played piano if anyone had asked. Mm. Um, but uh, but no, I I would have done magic. That's my talent. Okay. And Michelle picks Lauren, Brooke, and Melinda, which basically, as we've discussed before, is continuing the cycle of who goes and who stays from the social... More or less. That that kind of starts to fall apart now that, that somebody's been... Um, now that so many people have been eliminated. Mm. Um, Rachel has been to every social so far. Uh. Um, and so it is her turn, definitely, to sit one out. But I think Melinda has still missed a misproportionate number. Gotcha. So yeah, that leaves out Rachel, and instead of going to the talent show, you three get to peel potatoes, which I have to ask, did you guys end up eating the potatoes? Uh, no. Nope, just peeling them. <laughs> what the hell? Right. It's the magic of TV, Mikey. Marky. Oh god. I'm sorry. Strike two. I did that on purpose. Really? No. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Um, wow, what a waste. I mean, you know, no french fries, no mashed potatoes. I, somebody probably ate them. I doubt they just threw them out, but, uh... Maybe the crew? Maybe. Because otherwise, you know, people are always saying, like, make sure you peel it thin so you're not losing a good part of the potato. But right. it wouldn't have mattered how you guys peeled them since you're losing all the good parts in the end. Right. Oh, Mikey B says... I've never touched a potato in my life. That can't possibly be true. Of course he's eaten french fries. Unless he means, like, whole unpeeled potatoes. Even so, I mean, if that's true, then he's definitely Italian. <laughs> definitely not Irish. So I'm glad we've gotten confirmation on that. Yes. Thank you for that. <laughs> and I love your quote, Don't peel like a crazy person, <laughs> <Right>. man. <laughs> That's probably the quote of the week. He nicks himself with this peeler. Well, don't peel like a crazy person. Yep. Brooke starts off the talent show with some booby bongos, which, boy, shows how much people put physical beauty in high regard when that's the best you can come up with. Yeah. I mean, look, I know you say that Brooke is a very sweet person. She is. But, wow. Yeah, that's that's a heck of a talent. She is a model, so I can... Yeah, sure. I, guess, I mean, I understand sure. you have to keep up your figure and know how to look the right way. But that's a heck of a talent, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, uh, you're being sarcastic? Uh, yes. <laughs> that's, that's something okay. else. I've never seen anyone do that before, but... <laughs> True, true. It's it's weird, but it's not talent. <laughs> but Cameron, being the simple man that he is, has to take off his hat to it. Well, that being said, I was impressed, and I'm I'm sure. certainly not going to say I didn't enjoy it. No, 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 no. That's uh, that's absolutely not the case for yeah, anyone. I'm just saying, <laughs> wow, that's that's what you're bringing. Yep. Michelle in heels and tight jeans squats Lauren yep. with Lauren across her shoulders at now least. Now that was pretty impressive. Times. That was amazing. That is some serious strength right there. She's she's intense. 
Melinda does a fight scene with Lauren, which looks cool. Was it cool? I wasn't there. I missed it. Oh, right. I was peeling potatoes. <laughs> right, right. Well, anyway, it was probably better than Chris's rapping. <laughs> he would do that constantly, and that got on a lot of people's nerves, too. Would he reuse lyrics? Sometimes. Ugh. Uh, Cameron did a poem with Lauren standing there. Lauren was very useful as a stand-in, or I mean as a number two person, especially with the fight scene with Melinda. Uh, Moses danced like an ape, so <laughs> there's that. And then Lauren has the best kisser in the world talent, which I mean, I'll believe her that she's a good kisser, but to have that as her talent, I mean, I get what she was going for. Not a talent. Ruse to get with Cam. Right. Of course. Yeah, yeah. And then the last performance was a song between Kyle and Cameron, with Kyle doing some pretty witty lyrics right. about their time there. The the I wish they had included, maybe it'll be uh, one of the extended scenes, the full song, because they had a verse about every person that had gone home. Uh, so hopefully that makes it to the to the extended scenes on the website. Cool. Oh, by the way, during all of this potato peeling, yeah. we decided to have a conversation. And part of the conversation was Rachel and I explaining to Mikey how to do laundry. Because he's never done that. I, you're not helping me come to terms with his existence here. <laughs> well, when he said that he had never even touched a potato, we were like, uh, come on, Mikey. It's just peeling a potato. And he's like, no, guys, I don't know how to do stuff for myself. Like laundry, I don't know how to do that. So we explained to him exactly how to do laundry. This is a guy who keeps on, the couple times I've bashed him on Twitter, keeps on bringing up his radiology degree or whatever it is, which, okay, you have to be smart to do that. But, you know... I would take basic living skills over that degree any day because I actually have some amount of pride. Right. Moses with Michelle and Cam with Lauren go down to the pool to cuddle up with each other and about Melinda and Chris, so they end up coming to an agreement that if the guys have the opportunity to send Melinda home, they'll do it, and if the girls see Chris in elimination, they'll send him home. So they settle on that and go to town on each other's faces. I mean, this is already pretty much a given that that's who we're going to see anyway, you know? Yeah, but they spoke it out loud. And yeah. even though they could always be lying and go back on it, they said it out loud. So there you go. Yeah. Chris comes over thinking he's going to be able to eavesdrop on them, which I don't know if you got any intel out of those mouth noises, Chris, but uh, if you did, let us know. They were kissing in Morse code. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mikey V comes up with some horrible Ron Jeremy facial hair. Oof. Yeah, that was so bad. There's that. Cameron, in an interview, finally voices his doubts about Chris's ankle injury, which yeah. pretty much reflects the feeling of the rest of the guys. Yep. Moses, I, I just want to say Moses was really suspicious. He was out front just telling everybody, no, he hasn't hurt his ankle. Mm. Like, there were there were a couple of things Chris was doing that were just absolutely flagrantly stupid. Like, he saw the medic, uh, and the medic offered him crutches. Yeah. And he refused crutches, and instead walked around for a few hours using a paddle as a crutch. <laughs> and we were just like, oh, Chris, that clearly this is not real. <laughs> Wow. So so he went to the medic, which shows his commitment to the act. Right. But then refuses real crutches. He really... Oh, gosh. Oh, and that's just the worst thing to do to a paddle. That's bad treatment. Yeah, it really... It tore up the paddle, too. Thankfully, it was his own. Good. Yeah. My paddle makes uh, a cameo appearance in the next episode of Chuck and Joe. Do you spank Joe with it? No. Too bad. You'll have to wait and see. Yep. Going to the competition. All right. Okay. Each team has two Jeeps, and they drive them deep into the woods to find three campsites, which are loaded with gear that are that's all set up, chairs and tents, and you name it. And they've got to pack up this stuff all properly 
and uh, pack them into the Jeep. And they gotta pack it pretty much 100% correctly or it won't fit. Now, the girls have the chance to choose which of the guys will sit out. You know, they say, Michelle, you go ahead and choose. And Michelle, even after having heard in the first episode that you've got some merit badges and probably seeing your usefulness in other times, Michelle chooses the counselor of your team, Cameron. Yeah. Maybe for the sake of making you guys lose your, you know, for a morale blow to the morale yes for a blow to <laughs> straight morale. to the morale <laughs> yeah because you know if you see your captain fall in battle then that then that does something bad but he's not falling he's just sitting out and michelle you fool if you'd chosen chuck he's the guy who's an eagle scout and even if you didn't know that a boy scout a well-seasoned one right so wow so you get to the first site and you go straight for the tents because you're the man and you know how to pick, you know how to put away tents. Yep. And Kyle and Mikey are bringing stuff to the car and Chris and Moses are loading stuff. Chris, is that right? Chris and Moses are loading stuff in or Moses is they're they're helping with everything. Whatever. Yeah. Um, Chris is at the car packing stuff in quotes and trying to improperly pack things. So there's that. You guys hadn't really caught it yet. Um, you pick up on it later, Chuck, and we'll get to that. But uh, right. You know the first, the first, the first campsite getting put away seems pretty straightforward. When they say uh, improperly pack, yeah, um, everything had to fit in the trunk area. Nothing could yeah. be poking out uh, into the rear passenger seat. Mm-hmm. So the when the fishing poles were first packed they were totally up over the heads of the, yeah, the people in the back I saw Chris do that yeah uh the girls were having some trouble because and you must have checked for this first their tent bags were inside the tents yep the so very first thing I said was where's the bag <laughs> yeah good man and somebody saw it we had taken the pulls off already so it did take Uh, us a second but we caught it much quicker than the girls did very good and see to to the second campsite you go you're on the tents again chris chris is being casual and slow but it doesn't really make a difference because the girls are still being slow mikey b is having trouble with the grills his ineptitude is staggering (laughs) uh michelle is doing really pretty well i think she's the lead girl for for her team and most definitely. suitable as she's being the counselor mm-hmm. um but she is a tad frustrated with the others it seems that they're just not quite on the fast organization game quite as much right. uh so you guys are still a bit at least a bit ahead of yeah. the girls the second campsite the tents came down really quick and we were just kind of waiting around for a couple of minutes while the um the guys that were doing the grills yeah. finished those up. Uh, and that slowed us down a bit. It gave the yeah. girls a chance to catch up, and things got pretty close. Yep. On the way to Campsite 3, Chuck, you mentioned to Chris to uh, fix those fishing poles, and Mikey is, in a side interview, also skeptical about Chris not screwing you guys up. Uh, but you hop out of the Jeeps, you get to the tent. Are, are there tents, plural? In each site? There are two. There's a uh, like a two or three person pop tent, and then there's another smaller one person tent. Mm-hmm. Okay. In the third campsite. Got it. The second uh, campsite just has sort of a canopy, and the first campsite had a two person tent, I think. Any of them have flies? All of them had flies. Flies can be tricky. <laughs> Always check your flies. Oh, all types of flies. True mm-hmm. enough. So, and this third and final site is on, they call it a cliff, but it really just seems like a steep hill to me. It was a cliff. (laughs) Really? It was uh, pretty scary. Okay, so, I mean, from what I see, I see it, the hill kind of rolling down some, but I never see a cutoff, but you're telling me it does. It's probably the camera angle. Um, Yeah. I mean, I think, I'm pretty sure that that camera angle you're seeing is them pointing the camera straight down. 
um, and mm-hmm. you're not they're over the edge of the cliff so you're catching the side of the cliff and it looks like yeah. a rolling hill but no okay. no it's it's just uh it's a sheer drop for a good wow. 10 okay. feet before you have anything and then mm-hmm. it then it goes another oh man i mean we're up in the mountains it was okay it was steep and scary all right, all right. <laughs> this coming from a rock climber yeah yeah right so chris sort of fixes the fishing rods but then the wind kicks up, and being out on a high cliff, it sure does kick up. And you, I think, say out loud for someone to watch that bag that's behind them? Yep. Is that right? Uh, I who, mentioned who it was... to Kyle. Kyle doesn't isn't aware of it enough in time, and that small bag starts blowing towards the cliff and comes past you, although not right next to you at all. And everyone else is worried, like, oh, the bag, the bag, the bag. And I don't think anyone else is really moving, but you slow motion run for it. <laughs> by that, I mean really run for it. They just put it in slow motion before the commercial. Right. Is Chuck going to fall off the cliff? Yeah. Will the bag go over the cliff? Right. Will the guys be disqualified? Right. Ah! And then they come back and you do manage to grab it and just set right back to work. Um, how I close just to the, caught it. How close to the uh, edge? I probably, I had a couple feet. Really? But it was, it was still pretty close. Yeah. I mean. No, that's um, what I'm talking about. Two, like two or three feet is uh, small. With that kind of a, a sheer drop, I was nervous be, being any less than five or six feet from the cliff. Yeah. And uh, the bag probably made it one or two feet from the edge. Wow. I, I Moving at the speed that I was moving, I was like, I don't know if I can get it and slow down in time not to go over. Right, but you um, grabbed it and... Just made it. Ugh. Pivoted and got back, yeah. And you see how low I'm keeping to the ground? Yeah. Because I'm like, oh god, I'm gonna fall and right. die. <laughs> Alright. Alright, so you get it and you guys are going back at it. Uh, Brooke believes that you guys are neck and neck. Linda is confident that they're going to get it and she's going to somewhat redeem herself. Um, not for any of her performance because she didn't necessarily mess up on the bat- last one at all. And she, she was good for them on the swimming competition, but, but just redeem herself in the way of what she said. Yeah. Yeah. And so you guys think you're all done. You do definitely a double check sweep to make sure. And then, right. You put the flag in. Yep. And it's all good. Matt, the host, calls it for you, and everything is wonderful. <laughs> I mean, Moses Moses had been camping before, so when we got to the third site and saw that there were two tents, um, I made sure that he took over on the smaller tent. Um, okay. I claimed the bigger one, and I knew I couldn't do it alone, Um but I, I could get all of the poles myself. Mm-hmm. Mikey was helping Moses. Chris was being inept. Um, and Kyle was getting everything else. There were sleeping bags and mats in the tents that people were packing up and that kind of thing. Right. So I got the tent ready for folding. And then I stole Kyle. And he was hesitant to help because he hadn't ever packed up a tent before. And right. I was like, I'll coach you through it. I'll talk you through it. Don't worry about it. And he really, I mean, he caught on really quick. I did most of the, you know, the rolling. So I, it was just a matter of make sure you keep it tight and we leave the flap open a little bit so the air comes out. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah you're yeah. feeling definitely unified. Uh, with yeah, absolutely. The again. Absolutely. I, again, I've proved my usefulness a third time. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say you've proved yourself about three and a half times at this point. Yeah, if you count if you count the swimming challenge. Um, oh no no no! Then... I meant I meant the uh, the the ones that you guys have won. Um, I, I think you did provide. Yeah, some... we won the canoe challenge, the marshmallow challenge. Yeah. And uh, carving. And the what? Oh, and the carving. You're right. You're right. So three and a half, maybe fourth time. If you if you count the swimming, which they didn't show me doing well in, but I did do well. Um, then. Then, yeah, yeah, but it... with the exception of my dive, my dive was not good. But <laughs> no, that one doesn't matter because uh, you lost. Yeah, exactly. But I still did well. Doesn't matter. Useful. Oh, okay. Sorry. It's okay. 
but yeah, so I've proved myself to the team. We're all working together. We really had a system down uh, in which we pretty much just ignored Chris mm-hmm. um, and let him piddle around and do his own thing while we did everything and took care of it. And, you know, we we had a system. I went for the tents. The other guys got the extraneous stuff. And when it came down to it and we had a snafu with two tents, they didn't they didn't leave me hanging. Moses took care of it. So yeah. it was good. We really did come together. Good. 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 I was proud. In a side interview with Chris, uh, he says, I'm happy we won and I don't have to go over there again. He follows that up with, but I do want to lower the numbers on my team. So you got to do one or the other, man. Yeah, you can't do both. You really can't. If he's so happy that they won, then why didn't he just help? Um, because that would be smart. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, back on the girls' team, Michelle is really unhappy, really uncomfortable. Um, although, although we know what she's going to end up doing. I mean, she did make the agreement to send Melinda home, although... I'm sure she'd wished that Melinda had screwed up more in the challenge. But she asks the question, who am I supposed to blame? And do you know what the answer is? No. Oh, I bet you can work it out. Who should she... Nobody? No. Herself? Herself. Melinda? Oh. Why? Herself, why? Um, was she the one working on the tent? Nope. Even before that. Even before that. Um... Man, I don't know, Mark. What are you referring to? For not keeping you out. Right. You're right. Oh, man. Good point. Oh, good point. Because it's not because they were bad. Right. They lost because we were good. Yep. And I really saved our butt at least twice. Yep. In the fact that I was awesome at tents and I caught the bag. Even, Even if the bag hadn't happened. Right. Yeah. But had we lost the bag, um, we wouldn't have been able to pack Agreed. the tent. Yep. So that would have been bad. Yep. <laughs> it would have been really bad. Um, wow. You're right. Absolutely. She's got to blame herself. The unfortunate thing is, of course, as camp counselor, she's safe. So even had she wanted to, uh, if she, she were have. playing it totally <laughs> fair... Have. Of course she wouldn't have. But even had that thought crossed her mind, she couldn't banish herself. She right. has to find someone to blame. Right. Huh. Anyway, back to the boys. Cam is very happy. Um, even though he didn't do anything. I mean, you know, he's, of course, pleased. And lets you raise the flag, finally. Although, did you raise the flag in the... in? You must have raised it in the first one. Or the um, second one? I think they let me do it for the marshmallow. Yeah. I think... I don't think I got it the first time. Oh, well. I don't remember. Marshmallow was more obvious deserving, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think they let Kyle do it the second time. Mm-hmm. Or the first time, excuse me. Because he had never canoed before, and he came through anyway. Oh, yeah. Good. Anyway. Like a champ. Also, I talked him up. I was like, yeah, that Kyle guy, he'd never canoed before, but man... Even when I wasn't sure what to do, he he took orders and he he did what needed to be. He was good. Yeah. Did you mean it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Kyle's a great guy. I truthfully, I think if I had to pick a favorite at camp, I think Kyle would be it. Everyone's great. I know we're giving Moses a lot of crap at the moment because he seems to be playing a shadier game than I I realized at the time. Really, Chris is but, great too. No. No. I'm going to leave that at that. (laughs) Let's move on. Okay. (laughs) So the girls back at their, at one of their cabins, decide to have, instead of a one-on-one conversation, Michelle goes for the the out-in-the-open conversation. Which yikes! Which I, which I can respect. Ah, um, uh, 
Yeah, it just doesn't go well. It doesn't go well. I mean, well, it goes kind of how I expected. Um, yeah. Um, and Michelle just directly points out Melinda that she's first. She's first on her <laughs> list um, because <laughs> of her. <laughs> this is the second episode in the in a row where I'm going to bleep out the word <laughs> within seconds of itself. Wait, what? And Michelle is also thinking that she should send over Lauren because she thinks her relationship with Cameron will ensure that Lauren doesn't go home. Uh, but Lauren does make one... Well, it makes a couple arguments. She doesn't think relationships should have anything to do with it, which... Uh, of course they have something to do with it, but sometimes people kick out the ones that they like because they think that'll be a danger it seems or it's not always the whole factor but it's relationships are definitely a factor right. in this show um that being also, said cameron yeah. is the camp counselor so he, he doesn't, doesn't get, get a, vote. a vote exactly that's that's reason number two right um and then eventually because of because uh michelle and lauren are talking about it melinda becomes aware of the deal that Michelle and Lauren made with uh, Moses and Cam. Uh, that if they say they'll get rid of Chris, then the boys will agree to get rid of Melinda. And wow, was Melinda really not expecting that? <laughs> Which just echoes how blind she was the night before when she was talking about, we have to pretend that there's a problem. Right. And then she asks a question which I thought people were going to be quiet about. She asks, what is it that makes me so much more dispensable? And though Melinda has her qualities of being uh, pretty puzzle smart, clever in that way, and much stronger than she seems at first glance, Michelle lets loose on her. Mm-hmm. with all sorts of stuff which all of which can uh, I don't I didn't write any of it down because it just came out in a typhoon but <laughs> but uh I, I couldn't pick up on anything that I necessarily disagreed with right Melinda feels like she's been set up uh because at first the girls had said do anything you need to do to come back here and now they're saying why were you such a um, which I can sort of understand, but if she'd had a plan, as you said earlier, she should have disclosed it with them first. Right. And, I mean, of course they're going to say, do anything that it takes to come back. They tell all of them that. Yeah. We tell Chris that, and we don't, at this point, really want Chris back. It's just but something we're to gonna say tell to... Him that. Exactly. What else are you going to say? Yeah. What are you going to say? Well, so long. Hope you're eliminated this week. That's going to be awful when it comes back to bite you in the butt. If, but yeah. Yeah. So, of course they're they're saying that. I don't think... I, I, I think... I think she, she too should much into not it. have been so shocked. <laughs> yeah. Especially this being her third time being eliminated. I mean... Mm-hmm. Kind of should see the pattern for what it is. Yep. So, so she asks... Is there even a chance that I can fight for my life on this one? Which, look, I know I know, drama gets high, but it's not your life. <laughs> right. Um, my life at summer camp. We'll sure. Um, <laughs> the money, whatever. And it, it's, they're not, no one's going to kill her. Um, right. And Michelle... This is summer camp! Yeah. <laughs> and Michelle stays... stays strong and cold or or whatever one of people want to say and she says no and i gotta head once again i have to admire her for that yeah because you know she's not taking puppy dog eyes she's she's sticking with what she decided right uh and lauren you know knowing that it is michelle in the end anyway who's going to make the choice she she relents and says fine if you want me to go I'll go and and 
makes a very reasonable request of having a bit of space in her time to pack up and whatever, and everyone respects that, which, you know, is one of the few really honest, real-life points of the show that, that I've seen so far. That, that that I think the viewers have seen that. Sure, no one tries. Was... No one's trying to to BS Lauren into thinking that, you know, that. Uh... Yeah, and she asks for space, and they give her space, and there you go. That's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Lauren, of course, is hoping that they'll keep their word. That the guys will keep their word of sending home Melinda, but you know, nothing's one hundred percent. Moses, on the other hand, in his interview. He is really pretty annoyed that Michelle openly told Melinda about the deal they'd made. And, uh, you know, this is a good time to bring this up. Yeah? They never mentioned to the rest of us that they had made this deal to get rid of Chris. Oh. And so Michelle's mentioning the deal to Melinda meant that Melinda could then mention it to us. To who else? Who else was in there? The rest of the guys. Oh, it was everyone. You guys didn't split up this time. We did split up, but she could have... She's going to see both of them, both groups. So... And is Cam split up from Moses? Cam and Moses are in the camp with... uh, Are in the cabin with Mikey and I. And so far as I know, only Cameron and Moses knew about the deal. Right, um, so now you and Mikey did, but it's not necessarily true that... So, Chris... when Melinda talks about this deal that she made... Yeah. Obviously, Mikey and I were quite curious as to what that deal was. Mm-hmm. And when we asked Moses and Cameron, they said that it was nothing. And they uh-huh. were very evasive, and they did not explain what this deal was. At this point, I would not have been extremely upset with the deal because it's kind of a lose nothing deal um right uh we we had already talked about if we saw lauren and melinda how it would go lauren Mm. has proved useful to us in the past continue to reward her she's got one more challenge where she could still come through for us um she doesn't have to but she could right and melinda as much as we've said, yes, keep her around because she's she's a trouble spot for the other team, uh, Lauren has been more useful. Yeah. So that that was just kind of, that was the thing. We had, we had had conversations where they had said, is there any situation that you can foresee in which we would get rid of Melinda? And I said, yes, if we see her with Lauren. Right. Um, so again, I don't mind them promising to get rid of Melinda in exchange for Chris. But I don't like the fact that they that they didn't bother to fill anybody else in on it. Mm-hmm. And that they still refused to when you asked. Right. Now things are getting really shady between Cameron and Moses uh, and the rest of us. And they really are taking the reins in secret, but not so much in secret, because we all know that they're doing it. Right. Although, although is it... Did we see that Melinda was talking about the deal over with Chris and Kyle? I don't think we did. Um, Do you think it happened? I don't know. Okay. I wasn't there. Because, I mean, the most important thing is that Chris... Right, right. I don't think she brought it up. I think she's smarter Mm -hmm. than that. Because, again, again, it was unanimous, and I think had... Had she brought it up to Chris, I'm sure Chris would have voted differently, whether we wanted him to or not, because he's shown right. that he would in the past anyway. So it, it seems pretty evident that he did not know about it. So, in fact, she should have brought it up to at least cause some damage before she left. Right. But again, I want to point out that her strategies for self-preservation have been not the strongest so far. Yeah, true. Chris's strategy for self-preservation has been much stronger by comparison. Yeah. Yep. So this seems like a good time to bring up uh, what happened at the lake. It, mm-hmm. it was brought up while we were at camp when we were about to head down to the lake that Melinda wanted to talk to me at the lake. So uh, we found a spot and sat down and started chatting. During this chat, 
she came clean to me and said, hey, I lied about being called the fat kid and and all of that stuff um, that you guys kept me around for yesterday. Uh-huh. And I said, okay, I'm not shocked, um, but okay. And then she went on to tell me uh, some some reasons that she had lied and some details and and that kind of thing that I didn't need to hear but she right. she divulged a bunch of information then a part of her defense that you did not hear was when she personally apologized to me for lying to me at the lake about lying the other day now at this point I'm just totally confused as to what she thinks she was lying about oh 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 so when she was when she was banished when she was talking to you in your cabin right she said i'm sorry she apologized to the guys for lying about uh being called the fat kid um and that being the reason for her banishment and then she apologized to me about lying at the lake which but, is but where that, she that... divulged that she had lied. So right. there's a contradiction. Right. Now there were there were some other things discussed at the lake. Like uh we talked about who we thought would be elected their next camp counselor. Um so it, it's it's conceivable that she was lying about that stuff. But at this yeah. point, um I I know she she comments to me that uh I, I made her feel more comfortable than anybody else at camp, which is great, and I appreciate that. But personally, I'm fed up with hearing lies from Melinda. Uh. So while we had agreed ages or ago... whatever they are. Yeah, we had agreed ages ago that, um, you know, when it came down to it, we would do what was right for our team. And if that yep. meant getting rid of each other, that was fine. I had no problem with that. Um despite our being friends. Mm-hmm. So at this point, I am even less hesitant to get rid of her. And I'm positive it's <laughs> the right thing to do because she's been lying to me about stuff. And I don't know what she's been lying to me about because I can't figure out what's true and what's a lie. Or she's just so confused. Exactly. About... So at this point, there is no love lost um, between, between us. And uh-huh. it's... It's uh, it's kind of one of those ironic things. I think she's banking on me voting in her favor as one of her three people she needs to convince, and she didn't didn't manage to snag one vote. Yeah. Um, which I don't know. It, it things could have gone differently had she been a little more genuine and uh, played up her her non usefulness to the team instead of the teams being against her and you know could have gone differently i think yeah kyle was saying he he wasn't sure that he buys lauren's defense that she has been throwing challenges for us maybe she's just not an athlete even better right <laughs> if it, right, if right. if she's such a bad athlete that it seems like she's throwing challenges for us even better yep uh, of, of course again chris has to I mean, he doesn't go against the team at at the end. It is a 5-0 vote for Melinda to go home. But he does bring up, well, keeping Melinda here would aggravate them. I mean, you know, it's a valid point. Um, but once again, it, it seems like he's the one who's definitely going against the grain. And this is, this is the thing I think that bothers me the most. Mm-hmm. Had this was the perfect time for the guys to come out and say, the other day we were talking to the girls and we made this deal. We all agree we want to get rid of Melinda. We're not losing anything by getting rid of Melinda, but we're making it look like we're making good on this deal that we made. So it's it works out well for everyone. The girls right. think they've won. We know we've won. So everyone's happy. And it it's a chance that next time they'll get rid of Chris for us. It was, that was all they had to tell us. And I would have been like, cool, I'm, I'm a hundred percent behind you. You know, you've got my loyalty and, and I dig it, but instead telling everyone except for Chris. Exactly. Exactly. Now it's, 
I guess maybe the other day when I was having a chat with Chris, they read that the wrong way and thought that the two of us were mm. were partnering up. And I don't know if yeah. they told Kyle. I don't know if they told Mikey. But I sure as heck didn't know about the deal. And that's that's bothersome. Yeah. Cameron brings over melinda and lauren for elimination the votes are unanimous 5-0 for melinda going home and on her way out cameron says to melinda hey chuck says it's nothing personal he'll keep in touch which it was personal <laughs> somewhat yes i told cameron to to say that we would keep in touch and that this was part of the game yeah. not that it was nothing personal. Yes, it was personal. I was aggravated that she had been lying to me, but I understood that that too was part of the game. So, uh, I, I, he kind of muddled what I said, but yes, it was the same sentiment, I guess. Yeah, yeah, good. And on their walk back, Cameron says to Lauren, I'm not ready to let you go just yet. So, there's that. As romantic and uh, kind of sappy as that is, it's also a bit ominous, don't you think? Well, yeah, I mean, and they made a joke of it, because yeah. Lauren was like, uh, yet. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, they were they were both aware of yeah. what's up. It's such a strange environment in which to start a relationship. Ugh. Agreed. Oh, gosh. So much so the, distrust. The next episode scenes from that we get you and mikey b uh spying and then finally realizing without a shadow of a doubt that chris is the worst person in the world yep and then there's a motorboat challenge of some sort mm -hmm. which is interesting because i don't remember motorboats being a huge thing at most summer camps but whatever fair enough i guess that's a good point do you have any anything else going on that you want to talk about? Yeah, I got a couple of things going on. I was on set all day yesterday. Um, for what? For the uh, the feature film, Opening Night. Yeah. With Anthony Rapp and Cheyenne Jackson, directed yeah. by Jack Henry Robbins. So that's that's going really well. I just I've done three days now. I've got one more day. We're gonna wrap it up on Friday. And um, I was supposed to go last night to a fundraiser for Zombie Family. Uh, okay. they're pushing to turn it into a feature film, nice. which is cool. Uh, so of course I'd like to be involved in that. And that's, that's the, the fundraising has started. Hopefully that'll go well. I was kind of bummed that the shoot ran long, so I couldn't make it. Uh, but this evening, as soon as we are done talking, I will be heading down to the Chinese theater to go to a screening of zombie family at the Holly shorts film festival. Sweet. Yeah, so that'll be pretty cool. Yeah. Too bad everyone missed it in the future. In the future. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought of another thing. Um, okay. Also, on my birthday on Saturday, we yeah. released a new promo for the next episode of Chuck and Joe. Oh, I um, watched that. Yes. So the new episode will come out September 7th. Make sure you're... You're tuning in because that the, this next episode, truly and honestly, is my favorite this season that we've filmed. Of, of how many? Of twelve. Nice. So in the next year, this is my favorite episode. Um, there's one other episode that comes close, and it might be after we film it. My opinion might change, but right now, this one is my favorite. Well, geez, I guess it's all downhill from here. People will stop watching after September. Gee, I hope not. I don't know. The The promo for this one doesn't make me too hopeful. You didn't like it as much? I thought it just... You and your running gags. Or compounding a joke. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. That's the thing. I think you will approve of the second episode and i think that the promo for the third episode you will probably appreciate more mm. again it's it's kind of either either the promo is going to be really funny or the episode it's never both <laughs> sometimes both but uh you know it generally if one of them doesn't play quite as funny as the other then then we try to pair those obviously 
but uh, I I think our second episode is a lot more. Is it more than just talking heads like the first episode? Yeah, it is. It is not talking heads. Um, the the first episode is a lot more talky and kind of uh, verbal banter. Yeah. Whereas the second episode is more of a cartoon. Um, oh. So I think people will get a kick out of it. I think you'll really enjoy it, especially Mark, because it'll fit your kind of sadistic sense of humor. Good. But yeah, definitely check it out. Watch for that. Okay. That's a halting podcast. I'm Mark Brillig. And I'm Chuck Lines. Total in your joy. Chuck and Joe has been doing good. We've got like, we've got approaching 700 views between our, our videos so far. Nice. Yeah. Not, not bad. Not bad. Yeah. I, um, I'm approaching 700. Years? Um, no. When 900 years. years old you reach, look as good you will not. Uh, that's Yoda to who? To Luke. Oh, when he first meets him? Yes. Nice. When 900 years old you reach, look as good you will not. Ooh, that was a uh, good one. Grover. Mm, very little Grover. I think Grover... And Yoda should have had a fight. You think? Super Grover and Yoda. Sure. Super Grover. I mean, both of them, it's Frank Oz, both voices, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretty sure. Pretty sure. I'd have to look up Grover. I know Yoda's Frank Oz. Oh, man. I mean, Grover, his voice is pretty much Yoda's. Basically. Except Except for the gravelly voice when Yoda gets creepy. Like, you will be. Because Grover never does that. Maybe not in your nightmares. <laughs> I rarely have nightmares about Muppets. No. No. no Muppets. I like the Muppets. And... One of the kids that I nannied did not know yeah. who the Muppets were. How old? 17. I believe it. It's just a wrong. Of... Well, a lot of kids around our age... Um, well, I also... I showed him. I showed him the Muppets, and I took okay, him to good. see the new Muppet movie. But... A lot of kids around our age also weren't aware that the Titanic was real. Was real? Yeah, they thought it was just a movie. What? That was a kind of a trending thing on Twitter a few months ago. You're Titanic's kidding. Titanic's real. What? No, I'm not kidding. What? People thought it was just a movie. I don't want to live on this planet anymore. Uh. Why do you think I started taking antidepressants? I've just lost... All faith in humanity. Ah. I'm glad to be the one who did it. Thank you, Mark. I cannot believe that's a thing. You're sure that's not like an inside joke on Twitter? Oh, dude, it was... No, it was was everywhere. Ah. Stupid, 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 stupid. Also, a lot of people on their spell... Cologne, colon. <laughs> They're like, I love the smell of my boyfriend's colon. I <laughs> don't like, think yeah, that's you got true. Your, you got your nose way up his ass there. <laughs> uh, oh dear. Did you did you hear that the Oxford English Dictionary has added a new definition for the word literally? Does it mean? Figuratively? Used for emphasis or figuratively, which means that the word literally now means literally or figuratively. Well, uh. I'd, have a, I'd have a, I mean, I understand why we have a problem with this because people use it like that so much. Right. But And that's please. why the, the definition's been added. But, but the word cleave? Uh-huh. Riesling informs me that it means both to cut and to join together. Yeah, yeah, it does. So, eh. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's because this is a new definition that's been created just because people are dumb. 
is was that the case with Cleve? I don't know. No, no, no. I, I, well, I don't know what the case was with Cleve, but I know that's the case for literally. Literally means literally true. It's literally a hundred degrees out today. I, I, it means that's the temperature. Whereas people are using it by to say it's literally a million degrees today, and now that's perfectly acceptable too. Uh. What? No, look, Chuck, I'm with you. I know. I just—it's annoying as heck. Yeah. Ah. Since nobody showed up for my birthday, I decided to treat myself and buy fancy prop replicas. So I bought. Oh, you already ordered those. Ah, uh, I ordered a couple of them on on Saturday, but I oh. I was thinking about ordering them. Yeah. I I ordered a metal sonic screwdriver, um, handmade hand painted and uh i ordered uh i I ordered a pocket watch a while ago but it's it's coming and i ordered a um a time lord collar and hat uh that's pretty wicked awesome handmade with the original materials and the original fabrics halloween probably yeah yeah that'd be a good idea and Emily, I don't know if you know this, but Emily's a huge Who fan. I believe it. I mean, she's not a huge Who fan, but she's she's a Who fan, and she's kind of petite, I guess. Not, not really. She's not huge. Sorry, Emily. Shall we cut? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>